Next on Getting Started. If you have a problem, no, don't add to the problem. Be a problem solver. So you look to, to, to solve the problem, and then if it's something that's out of your control, it's out of your control. This is Brian Humphrey with Getting Started Podcast. We're here at the location of 2A Fitness with Ray Atkinson and Gail Atkinson, the owners of 2A Fitness. As you know here at Getting Started, we help business owners create business plans, get started with their business, also secure financing along with creating sustainable short-term and long-term goals. So I want to welcome Gail Atkinson and Ray Atkinson to Getting Started. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank All you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get started right into this interview here. I am extremely honored to be in this interview, but I just want to ask you all, what sort of products and services do you all provide here at 2A Fitness? Okay. Uh, well, we have a one-stop shop. Uh, so our products is, you know, we have smoothies, we have meal prep, uh, 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 pre post workout supplements, um, services. Uh, we have basketball, we have kid fit, uh, boxing, personal training, um, uh, classes. Uh, it's, it's so much. Uh, I say that we can offer uh, athletic training, so a, a lot. <laughs> I'll just put it like that. Okay, thank you. Wow, you're right, a lot. Uh, so let me ask you all did you all always want to start a business, or was it something that you kind of stumbled into well uh, I actually moved here from California originally from Alabama not originally but from Alabama uh, moved back here to start a gym nothing on this level this magnitude you know I wasn't trying to go to scale um, and then Ray you know of course being in fitness all his life it just kind of went hand in hand when the opportunity came to uh, purchase the gym so you know you know it was a little skeptical at first on his end because the size and all that good stuff but we made it work because we got him out of that fear factor of the the operational the overhead and all that stuff because i wanted him to do a personal training studio at first and you know he didn't want to do that so when this opportunity came i said okay you know god directs us the way he directs us so i put the other vision on hold and now it just manifests right back into where we are now and so here we are now you know what, 11 years later so wow okay where you like to add to that? Uh, it's just like she said. Uh, <laughs> I never, I never dreamed of having a, a gym. I always, I just personal training. You know, I thought about having a personal training studio, but again, again, I was looking at overhead and then uh, getting other trainers to come in and, and train also, and not just be me, uh, you know, in the studio itself. So, but once I'm, when I met her, and then. Like she said, just things just happen and fell into place, and now we have the gym. Okay. And speak of the size of the location, can you all give me the size of it? It's, 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 when I'm yeah. standing, you all are not here from where, from where I'm sitting. It's, it's, it's very big. We're, they're located in Montgomery, Alabama, but yeah, yeah please tell me. We're, uh, it's a 27,000 square foot facility. Uh, we're actually, this used to be the old Michaels building. So uh, it's a grand opportunity. Uh, like I said, uh, we were able to put do a, uh, making a multifunctional building, and not only on the inside, but um, you know, we, we can go outside. We have areas out there where they can do boot camps. Uh, we have what we call the pit outside, where they can uh, run, uh, do heels, lunges, run sprints. They can run up, up, up the back side of the stairs, and then the whole area back in the back. You know, you can just run around the whole gym. I think 
think they measured it like a mile and a half or so. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, a, it's a mile and a half all around the building. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to get to know you all personally. So I'm going to ask Gail, I'm going to ask you this question, then I want you to answer it also, Marie. Okay. So how long have you been in the fitness industry? Uh, my son is 32. Okay. And I've always been in the fitness as far as I, um, you know, just being healthy, you know, on that level, um, exercising and stuff. So Never why, really. Why did you get started, by the way? Just longevity of life, you know, just trying to, you know, extend what God says we need to do. Eat right and exercise and have good peace of mind. If, if those components is what can give me longevity, then why not? We know we all can, you know, get cancer and die or something can happen or hit by a bus. But the basic things that we need to sustain life, if that was it, then let's try it. But after I had my son, my first child is when I really got into weight training and you know you know muscle development as we age and we go there we got to start changing how we work out um and uh, then i moved here and that's when i met ray and you know he got me into you know the bodybuilding world where i thought that was just impossible you know because i'm drug free natural i mean i i you know i like working out but i don't want to look like that at least that was my mentality of it and he introduced me to that there's another side of that whole aspect that there's the thing called drug free bodybuilding and so you don't have to do you know, the other side of the world to, to maintain and, and develop and get into that side. So um, I got into it for, you know, my life, I was into it for just sustainability and, you know, longevity and it's lifestyle and it's, it's, it's lifestyle. So, so real quick, um, before I ask you, Ray, I want to, what is the benefits you, you, that you, that come from fitness, that you realize once you've been on fitness, what are some of the benefits that you've been able oh, to Oh man, benefits. I, you know, people always say I look good for my age. I'm 57, so I feel 35. I'm gonna take 35, because those were good years, you know. I mean, it's, it's age and state of mind, and I think the fitness lifestyle for me has truly helped with that. Just the way you feel, the way you do your skin, you know, hair, skin, and nails, all those things that come with being healthy internally. And we all can, you know, pop some makeup on and look pretty on the outside, but it's internal health that's important. Hmm. So that's that, and you know, we, we need our kidneys, our lungs, and our, you know, our, our, you know, all our body parts internally, we need them functional, you know, so that comes from what we put in, what we ingest, and then how we exercise. Good answer. Okay, Ray, same thing. How long have you been in the fitness industry now? <laughs> well, I stopped counting after 30 years, so <laughs> over, over 30 years. Um, so, well, long get, time. What got you started? Um, always exercise. Always coming from an athletic background from in, high, in high school, in junior high to high school. Like always playing sports because I came from a little small town in Texas. So, that's all we had to do was play sports. Mm -hmm. That was it. You better get in trouble. <laughs> parents ain't going to let you get in trouble. So, um, I played basketball, football, ran track. Um, I even played volleyball. So, I was always athletic. Um, so, this this is just another. And I always like to lift weights. And I was just so enthused about it. So when I went to college, I had an um, academic scholarship. But I got into uh, just learning about the body, and you know, I was enthused about why. It was. Let me hold that right there. So you was an athlete, and you got an academic scholarship. <laughs> okay. You. I cannot say that enough. And this is. An athlete who did all type of sports was well educated enough to have an academic scholarship. So tell me, how did you pull that off? Well, I, I got injured my senior year uh, playing football, so I had a torn 
they said I had a torn rotator cuff, so I couldn't. Well, the schools that I that were trying to recruit me didn't recruit me, but I already knew I had an academic scholarship, so I just took the academic scholarship and went to school. So it was, I guess, studies and lesson was something that was was important important to your in your parents and your household. So they made sure you got your lesson. Yes. Okay. Got yeah, it. Definitely. So what are some of the benefits that you've realized from being in the fitness industry and doing exercising? Um, as far as myself or other people? Okay, yeah, for yourself and others. Okay, um, me, uh, just again, being healthy, uh, I like to lift weights, uh, building muscle. Uh, again, like she said, it's all about longevity. Uh, I always tell my clients, your health is your wealth. Yeah. Um, you know, any man will tell you, a woman will tell you, if, if they want anything, it's not money, fame, fortune. They want to be healthy, they want to be able to get up and move. And, you know, you could be lying there in the bed in the morning looking at the ceiling and not being able to get up. So it's, it's all about quality of life, and that's the key. Mm. Quality of life. So what's some of the benefits that you realize in others from, from others using your your program? Uh, again, feeling good, getting off medication, uh, rehab. Uh, like I said, I've been dealing with from kids to seniors to athletes. To, I've worked with a little bit of everybody. And the gentleman that got me started in Texas, you know, just training people, getting into to, uh, personal training, I know he won, He told me, he said, you know, if, if you want to do this, you know, you do everything with a passion. And, but when the athlete, uh, when the athlete runs out, when the bodybuilder runs out, what's next? So you got to be versatile. You know, you got to learn how to train, train everybody. And then, you know, you hone in on your skills, and I, I think I'll take just about every certification that you can take. From seniors, senior fitness, kid fitness, PT, weight training, um, nutrition, I did it all. Mm -hmm. So so whenever you come to get those clients that are looking for specific things, you're able to work with them. And then I've worked with um, uh, physical therapists, I've worked with um, uh, occupational, I'm sorry, uh, 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 surgeons, uh, so just a little bit of everybody, you know. I never, I never cut myself short when it comes to fitness. Good answer, good answer. Okay, this next question is for you, Gail. As a, as a minority, as a minority female. Yes. So what sort of obstacles have you faced being in the fitness industry? Obstacles being in the fitness industry or just owning the gym? The good question, yeah, all right. I mean, I guess they can kind of go hand in hand. You Let, know? Let's go with uh, the fitness industry and then if you can, segue into owning the gym. Okay. On the fitness side, I think here in the South, I'm going to start here in the South because on the West Coast, it's a different culture, you know, when it comes to fitness. Everybody's, you know, you're beach bound, you're running on the beach, you're doing, the fitness is big for people there on that, on that level, being the fitness, it's a, big, it's a big thing. Coming back to the South, which is why I wanted to come back to the South to open a gym, and I was kind of naive and I'm going to say ignorant to that too, I, I'm thinking, well, they're not going to have gyms. Uh, seriously, I, I really thought that there won't be any fitness here. We're going to come back. We're going to change the world because everybody needs to get healthy. And to realize that um, they look at you crazy. Like, you're trying to make me eat this? I got to give up this? I can't do that? And so the hardest part, obstacle, was trying to get people to realize food is your friend, um, but you have to be mindful of the food intake that you do, you know. So with that being said, you know, trying to tell people about eating healthy and changing the, the deep fried grease to something, you know, a little different, that was hard. And it's still hard. It's still hard now because they don't want to make the sacrifice. And I think that's just cultural upbringing, you know, the way that the, the South 
you know, way they eat, you know, way people eat here. And that, my family's primary one, you know, mm. trying to change the way they eat because heart disease is big in my family. So that was another plus for me to try to change what we put inside because that definitely triggers a lot of things. So my biggest obstacle as a female coming back to the South was trying to change the cultural mindset of how people eat. Mm. So Good that answer. makes sense. Okay, Ray, same question. What sort of obstacles that you face as, um, I guess, being in the fitness industry and a, a business owner in fitness? Uh, same, uh, eating. Because um, when I first moved here, I, I'd never seen, I know men like to eat, but I'd never seen the women like to eat <laughs> just as much as the men. <laughs> just like, okay. And, um, but just, but again, I already knew it was going to be a challenge, but uh, because change, um, whether a change in food makes a change in your body. And I always tell people good things in, you get good things out. Like energy, you trying to make a transformation. But again, like she said, it's all about the food. You know, mm. getting people's mindset of trying to eat healthy. And I understand that, you know, eat, eating, eating healthy is, is uh, expensive. Yeah. So, but you, Sometimes we sacrifice for other things, so why not sacrifice for our health? You know, if we want to take a trip or we want to buy those $300 pair of sneakers, you're going to buy it. Yeah. So why not put that same energy into you know, trying to eat healthy, trying to make those changes? And a lot of times it's not about transformation. It's just about feeling good and being functional and keeping um, weight diabetes, high blood pressure, just the basic things we get from eating food. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you about, for us being a business owner, what sort of obstacles have you faced as being a business owner? Just staying relevant in the community. Um, okay. Uh, get it, uh, let me ask you this. Okay. So why do people have? A, why do people decide to join here at Two A? What do you think the reasons why people join Two A Fitness? Atmosphere. Okay. Give me the highlight. Family, family friendly. Um, they see what we have to offer. Just people, customer service is everything. So why do you think they stay? Family friendly. <laughs> the atmosphere. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then you know, like I said, customer service. Hmm. The same reason why they join. The same reason why they stay. All right. So I'm gonna ask you all this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna circle back to it because this, this is some meat to this right here. So either one of you all can answer this. So what sort of as a minority business owner? I want to know, in Montgomery, Alabama, as a minority business owner, what are some of the obstacles you face when it came to being a minority business owner in Montgomery, Alabama? Uh, one, well, number one, getting people to support your business. Uh, I know it's kind of, it's not shameful to say, but a lot of times, you know, we are, we're, we're looked at differently. We, we're set to a higher standard. We're set to a different standard than the typical corporate gym or franchise gym so when they come here it's like everybody wants to you know um, uh, negotiate prices you know they didn't know they it want, is, is it, it the hookup is. is that what yeah, yeah. oh so they, come, yeah, they want the hookup they want the hookup but again in business they, they don't understand how this thing runs you know it hmm. takes money to run a business we have to charge what we charge in order to run the business to keep the business running uh, and that, those are the challenges just to get people to understand that, you know, but, you know, and to, to run this kind of facility, you know, mm -hmm. we have to charge what we charge. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, we do. We and this is that's the sad part. If you have a business mindset, the ones that have business mindsets that we've run across understand how this stuff works. And if you understand franchise and corporate, then you will understand why they can do what they do. The, the difficulty for me mainly is, and I've, I've been to all gyms, we started at Goals, I've been to them all, so I know how they want, and being a business major, um, I understand how that stuff works. But, like you said, we're put on a, on a different standard, on a different level of expectation, which is why I know we have a good service, because we want to live, we know we're on that standard, so we have to live up to that expectation. So, from the customer service, the things, the quality that you get, um, trying to make sure you're happy, passionate about your help, your well-being, I, I would like to think that would be a, the, the plus for us, but it's not because we can't compete with the corporate franchises, you know, but the thing for me is that's marketing, that $10 is marketing to get you mm -hmm. in the door, because um, I was looking at a few of them uh, a couple months ago, and they're higher than we are when you upgrade. When we say what we offer is all-inclusive, all-access, that's still lower than what they do, but I think it's us sometimes it's just us the that that well no us that they want but oh. us that they don't want and that's I'm just gonna be real with it and All it's right. just let's, let's um, it. sometimes it's just that support you know this the support sometimes it's just hard mm. and it's and that's a frustrating piece you know because we're all not we have integrity and mm. I'm gonna live up to our I'm gonna make sure we live up to our integrity and what we stand for in fitness and in business being black, you know, Ray coming from being a trainer everywhere, everybody knows him as a trainer, to stepping into a business role as a businessman. Yes, he has changed. When I've heard that, oh, Ray different now, he's changed. Yeah, he has to change. He's a business owner now. There's a whole nother level here. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not going from goals into, you know, all the other gyms where he would participate and help out. We're not doing outside boot camps anymore. We have a full-fledged 27,000 square foot facility that we have to maintain. It's our livelihood. Mm. So we have our standards, and we have to stick by our standards. And I mean, the other corporate gyms do, and they don't bat an eye. We stick by our standards, and we think we, you know, we all that. We did it two shoes. All right. Well, good answer. Good answer. I got it. So I, I, that leads me to this, this, this next question here. So what was one of the biggest mindset adjustments you all had to have when you, became a, when you went from a trainer to a business owner? What were some of the biggest mindset adjustments you had to have? Uh, well, not, not really... My mindset I always stay the same, but again, it's just again how to keep the gym relevant, how to continue to get people to um, to come to the gym, you know, work you know, work out, come to establish, become the secret. The key was here is once we created the gym, is it's all about um, getting people to come in because the gym. I always say the gym sells itself. Okay. Once they come in and actually see the gym, it's like oh wow, you know, we've had people come from out of town, and I think more so. I'm not saying that people here in, in Montgomery don't appreciate it, but I think we have more people that come from out of town, out of state. They Google 2A Fitness and then they come and say, oh yeah, we looked at y'all on Google, y'all got great reviews. Then they come and see the facility and they're like, oh wow. Now, we live in New York, we live in Florida, we live in Connecticut, and this is like unreal. Hmm. Are y'all anywhere else? Do y'all have another location somewhere else? You know? But people here, I don't think, I'm not saying everybody, but they, they don't appreciate what we do and what we have to offer. This is, a, to me, it's all about giving back. So this is a uh, mission for us. This yep. is about giving, yep. uh, giving back help. You're a missionary people. instead of a mercenary. Correct. So you know, if you take care of the people, and my parents are always talking this, if you take care of the people, the money will come. Mm. 
All right, so this is, this is a question for all you married individuals who may be in a business together. So as a married couple and business owners, how do you all, I would say, make it work between being business owners and being married, and how, how does that work? How do you, come on, come on, Gail. I know Gail got something. <laughs> uh, prayer? prayer? I mean, prayer. We, and okay. that's, that's our connection. Um, we, we always got to take it back to prayer because, you know, it's, it, it, it'll feed against us. You know, it'll bump heads on us because we, me and, me and Ray both, sometimes we have different thought processes or styles of doing certain things, you know, but we definitely bring it together as conversation and, you know, and talk it out. Um, but when it starts getting, because, like, he's my, you know, my other side because I'm the boisterous one when I got to, you know, um, on the administrative side and be the, and be the hard person to do the, the hard things sometimes. Um, but he can, he'll level me out with that. Um, and then we always, because I'm the one that's going to get overwhelmed to me, in my mind. I'm the one that's always going to be overwhelmed and frustrated. Um, and then he's so calm. I'm, and this is since you're not because he's my husband, but he's always been this way, so calm. Maybe he just don't show it, but he is so calm. And I've never seen it. I'm serious. I've never seen it out of 17 years of marriage. And he's the level head one. And he's so rational about mm. everything. When I think he should be upset, he's not. <laughs> you know, he's just, and he just don't. He just, it don't, doesn't, I ain't gonna say it doesn't affect him, it just doesn't, he don't let it show like that because, like he says, why do that when we, especially when we know we're doing right. As long as we know we're doing right by people and we're not using or getting over or trying to take advantage of, and we're doing right because we see so many others doing all the wrong things, and I always say get the blessings. He said, no, we're not always getting the blessings. We, we're blessed, we're blessed too. So we always got to take it back. And that's what he always say, okay, we need to just, let's stop. Let's, we need to just say a prayer real quick because I need you to stop and calm down. Yeah, and then it's about, my, again, this is what my parents always taught us, you know, if you have a problem, you know, don't add to the problem, be a problem solver. So you look to, to, to solve the problem and then if it's something that's out of your control, it's out of your control. Mm -hmm. Okay. If it's something that you can do about it, then you try to do it. Okay. Well, let me phrase this real, another way. So say things you all have something you want to do in the business or with the business. Do you all, how does that work? Do you all both have to agree before you move forward? Or how does, we, how does that we work? We try to, but sometimes she'll she, she <laughs> go ahead and do it. And then sometimes I, I, sometimes I go ahead and do it. Like when it comes to, like, I like equipment. I like different stuff. <laughs> I, if I see some equipment I like, I'm, I'm like, do great things with this piece of equipment. I'll go ahead. I, sometimes I'll, depending on what it is, I'll, I, if it's at a reasonable cost, I'll, I'll go ahead and get it. But if it's a little bit higher than what I expect for us to spend. It's got to be approved. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But then there's times that I'll, I'll take my own money and buy it because I know I'm going to use it with my clients and I know it's going to be beneficial to my clients. But for the most part, if it's business-wise, we always, if it's, you know, especially if it's dealing with, with uh, finances, I have, we, I have to get approved from her. Okay, so you both have to agree 50 Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. And I usually give them an option. So if you want to, if it's a big piece of equipment, I say, okay, well, which one are you going to get rid of? Because you buy something new, you got to get rid of one. So you know, if you see, we have a lot of equipment in here. And I'm a, a stickler for not being, you know, compact and crowded and, you know, one thing spaced out. So I always give them that. So, well, if you get that, you're going to have to get rid of something. Well, there's a prime example when we put the basketball court together. She, you know, we, she kind of bounced over. Hey, what do you think about this? What about putting this up? What about putting that, that? Putting up? And sometimes, you know, I always tell her. You know, she asks for my opinion on certain things. And certain things, I just, I just trust her, knowing that, you know, she's got a good eye for things. And I was, you know, I tell her that. You know, even at home, she has a good eye for colors and combinations of things. And so, I just yeah. let her do what she. I let her do what she did. 
And because right. I know when it, the finished product is going to be great. Trust. Because yeah, she, the basketball coach, was, that's, that's her. If you look at from the flooring to the, uh, you know, she bounced up off me, but she put that together. Mm. And it came out great. It did. Yeah. It really did. All right, got a few more questions. So if you can go back in time and tell your younger self anything, what would you, what would you tell, yeah, I want you to answer this one first. What would you tell your younger self? And it's going to be about anything, about fitness, about yeah. your business. What would you tell your younger self? My, this has been my word of the year. It's consistency. Stay consistent. Stay focused. And that's been my, truly my word for the year. I give myself a word, you know, every quarter or every year. You know, but consistency has been my word this year, 2022. And it's been uh, definitely a good uh, word for me because it goes for so many, so many levels for me personally. And just being consistent, you know, just being consistent. Stay focused. You know, Ray likes to say I talk too much and I can't chatter. I can't do a little bit, so. right. and I have to like, Whoop, okay, stay, yeah, and, um, <laughs> just stay consistent, stay focused, you know, stay at the matter of hand, and um, that, 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 I would tell my younger self that, because, you know, I, I was a, I, I won't say a procrastinator, well, I guess that's the word for it, my younger self, would have, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, um, you know, start this, don't do that, you know, start something else, finish that, you know, always jumping around, so it was, that consistency was just never there. So in my 30s, as far as I like my 30s, I got more consistent. Um, fell off track of that, just being unfocused again, and just in personal things. So know. real quick, how does that? How did that help in business being consistent? It's always oh, it's it's extreme. You have it's important. It's very important. Now, when I'm using consistency right now, what with it, when I'm thinking of my younger self, it's coming into where I am today. So after graduating college and coming into life and being in business, consistency became a key factor for the most part. Um, but you know, like we all, we all fall short for whatever reasons. But it's always come back to me, I gotta be consistent, I gotta be consistent. Consistency for business, for me, is key because it's just being uh, structured, uh, making sure things are done on time, and not being in the business finance background for me is all about structure, time management, um, you know, um, getting things done in the order. So that's, that's kind of like he always says, that's one of my strong points, if you gotta have one, so. Um, consistency has been my word for the year for myself, my clients, other people. I just tell them that about being consistent. You know, like adding consistency and dedication to your day, 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day. Give your, you earn that. Give yourself that time, um, and just practice it every day for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Being consistent. Being consistent. And more so on your health side. You know, being consistent on what you eat. Being consistent on the things you do, whether you sit, meditate, pray, whatever we want to call it today. Um, walk in places. I don't even say go to the park. If you just do something, 100 jumping jacks, whatever. But be consistent with whatever you do because that's going to create the habit. Hmm. Good answer. Ray, what would you tell your younger self? <laughs> <laughs> well, me personally, I, I, I wouldn't change anything about my life because I think my younger self... Where I am today is, I think, is where I'm, I'm supposed to be. Okay. How I came through to this point is where I was supposed to be. Mm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't make any changes. So what is something that you, you work on daily? Um, well, um, when we're talking about for, uh, I'm not talking about for a physical, from a, like a mindset standpoint. Mindset, what do you work uh, on daily? You know, trying to make sure I read my Bible every day, trying to be, by, uh, continue to have wisdom making good choices, when, especially when, when you're talking to people. And, um, that was, uh, it was showing more love 
Mm. But more hugs and more smiles and, you know, just, you know, showing people that there is um, other things out there other than just all hearing the bad things, bad things, and that there are good people in this world. Hmm. Spreading joy. That's it. Joy and love. Joy and love. He said the greatest of these is love. That's right. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Uh, I got two more. So far as relationships, how important it is to build relationships in this industry? With ourselves or with people? Ooh. All right. I'm going to come back to that one. I'm going to ask how important, I'm gonna, yeah, I want you to answer this first. How important it is to build relationships with your clients and the outside community? It's, it's, it's in this business, for us especially, in this community, it's important. Okay. I mean, just because Montgomery is, I don't even call it small anymore, but um, because of what we do and what we believe in, community base is important. From our foundation to the gym, everything is about community because the community is, are the people. This demographic is who we're trying to reach with this um, fitness journey, you know, this fitness lifestyle. So being um, out there in the community, letting them know we care, I mean, genuinely care, is is very important and that's one thing that we definitely try to do um, I think that's why we have uh, the people we do have we have that the loyalty we have is because we are about the community and so um, how do you go about care. building uh, relationships in the community well we do some things in the community out in the community outside what our foundation was so and now incorporating the gym into it being on the fitness so level. your foundation yes the, tell me more uh, about your foundation well, great place community health and wellness foundation um, we established that back in 2010, and it's community-based. Started out community-based and work on the kids' side, but we realize now it's like, you know, and I'm, I'm passionate about the kids because I think the kids can teach the, the parents because once the parents have gotten of age, you know, they kind of got that mindset. So I think if the kids say, Mom, can you buy some apples and oranges, you know, instead of chips and sodas and stuff, it can make that, you know, that chain effect turn. Um, but then it went into the, you know, the, the adults when, Doctors say, because that's here what I realized in the South, when the doctors say you need to lose, you know, 50 pounds, 60 pounds, then it's become relevant. You know, I'm not fine like I am, doc. No, you're about one, heart, one beat away from a heart attack. You need to lose some weight, you know. Mm. So it gets, that's the way, that's the only way I've recognized and seen where people really feel they need to put fitness first is when the doctors say. When their health when is the involved. Doctors say, yeah. And, yeah, they, when and they, I hate that it has to get to that stage because you should want that's a wake-up call. Yes, you should, yeah, and it shouldn't have to, you know, get that far. You should just want to be healthy because until they realize that they're, um, it, I, I guess they don't realize that they're exhausted, they're drained, they're tired, they're sluggish. They don't know that that's coming from the internal peace, you know. Um, so the foundation, what we, we always try to reach, just like we said when we were talking about food earlier, when we would go shopping with people to see how they shop. And my favorite tagline would be, you can pay for it now, you can pay for it later. Because you're going to pay for the food now, buy what you need to be healthy, um, or you're going to pay for it with the prescriptions. Hmm. So it's coming, you know, so you got choices. I like that. <laughs> you hear that, people? I know one of the things we talk about getting started is a one-to-one -one relationship with people. And Gail did mention that when she talked about going shopping with others. And then a one-to-many when he talks about going the foundation, mm -hmm. serving the community. Oh, yeah. So, Ray, would you like to touch on that for yeah, me? Yeah, so, so in our foundation, is more, it's also <clears throat> community-based because we do do, you know, we do health fairs and we do, we get invited to so many different things. And so now more so over the last, you know, where we had, we used to have to go look for things to do. You know, when we first started, 
Uh, now, you know, they look for us and look for our service, and it's all about education. Mm -hmm. So we have to educate people, because if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. So if you go out and you educate, you can put on health fairs and, and the kids to talk to people and tell them why, why you have to do this and why it's important that you, <clears throat> you eat right. Why is it it's the, it's important that you exercise? You know, God build our bodies to move. Build our bodies to move. Mm -hmm. So inactivity means you're dead. Mm. Everything's gonna die. Mm. Um, uh, if you don't move your legs, if you don't move your arms, <clears throat> if you don't eat right, those things inside internally are, are gonna deteriorate. So just from, just like the exercise, our heart, you know, heart health, you know, just walking uh, or swimming or riding a bike. You know, people don't understand these things from the age when we're little. You know, we've been moving since we were little. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's, that's, that's our thing, you need to move. So movement is life. Movement is key. Mm. And I think that's why we have one of the largest senior um, enrollment. Tell me about your seniors, because I, I love I, my tell me about seniors. It. Oh my God, I love it. And I think, I wish we could talk to some of them. They're just, they're just amazing. They, and they, and that's, they're my goals. Mm -hmm. You know, we got younger folks, they're only like you when I grow up. No, I want to be like them. I want to be 70, 80. We, I mean, we have so many 83, 85. That's only 90. Not coming in here working out, working out, and I think it's beautiful because they understand the quality of life and they know the body's meant to move. And when I see them in those classes, I had a lady, you know, I walk around doing like infomercial footage and stuff for my marketing promos for social media. And I had a lady come to me and say, I saw your infomercial, I love it, but I didn't see them singing, I didn't see us in there. So I got to get a senior video going. They love it, and they, I love seeing them in there moving. We've had men come in on crutches, walk out you know, proud that they don't need this cane anymore. Um, we, we deal with, you know, I, I don't like to say disabled or handicapped, but people with disabilities come in and they're so functional and I love it. And I, if, if we go back around, I, that's, I think that's another trigger for us here as a gym because we cater to demographics like that. You know, we love our seniors versus some of the other places are more youth-based. Mm. And they want the funds and the glories and you know the pics and they want to do all that fun stuff. But we're serious in here when it comes to health and wellness. That's why we have the smoothie bar. We talk about meal prep, and and it's and and they're just they receive it so well. The people who want true health, true health and wealth. I just think that's that's our calling in the most part. So if that's what they want out there, then Two Way Fitness is a place to be for that. But my seniors, man, they the bomb. They the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> they the bomb. <laughs> Well said. <laughs> All right, last question. So, can you give me some advice for someone who's looking to get started in the fitness industry? I'm gonna direct this to you, Ray. As far as business? Yeah, as far as business. Someone who's maybe looking to start their own gym. Can you give, me, can you give them some sort of advice? Yeah, well, it always depends on the scale of the gym, whether it be so start small? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you have the money to start big, you start big. Because every, there's, there's steps to this thing. And then there's always do your research because if you have the finances to, to put up a big, uh, big facility, that's great. Um, location is everything. Got it. So how do you all get started? Tell me your story with, with this location. Um, well, I, the guy that actually started the gym, I trained him and his wife, it goes, and then so he decided that he wanted to open up a gym, and uh, so he brought me on as the director of fitness, and so I told him, you know, just give one, I threw it out there, hey, if you decide you want to sell the gym, hey, give me an opportunity to buy it. 
Okay. So not knowing that, that that's what was going to happen. Put it but, out there. But I, <laughs> so, okay. um, and then, so he had another business where he sold equipment. And so um, some things happened to him uh, health-wise, and the doctor told him, hey, you got to get rid of something because, you know, something's got to give. So he decided he was going to sell the gym. Long story short, you know, other people came out to look at the gym, to buy it, and then God just blessed us with it. He came back to me and said, hey, you know what? I'll tell it to you, this is what I'm going to ask for it, and that's what happened. <laughs> so, finances. So, ask me this. How did you have, did you have, was it like, how important is it to have credit? How is it important it was to have good credit? Because I, I don't know if you paid all this up front, or if this was something like a loan, a line of credit. How did, how did that happen? Also, like a line of credit to get you it. Had to have you had to You still have to have good credit. Because, okay. again, the bank's not going to give you what you're asking for. And then if they do give, it, give, give you what you're asking for, if you don't have good credit, of course, you know, the interest rate is going to be sky high. Mm -hmm. So um, it's definitely important to have good credit. And then you just open up a, 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 on a on a small scale, mm -hmm. you know, you want to have good credit. And like I say, always do your research when you're dealing with a gym. And I think over the years, because I had, you know, I came from an entrepreneurial family. So this kind of stuff, I've been in so many gyms over the years and I understand, I understood how, you know, from personal training to smooth bar, because I have my own, own my own supplement store inside of the gym. And so, and I did my research with that before I even tried to open it. Hmm. But you know, you have to do your homework on this stuff because when you open, you want to make sure that you got everything covered. You know, even if you have to go and ask people, I know I when I had the smoothie bar, I went and asked people that had smoothie bars, how how do you do this and how do you price that and how do you make money from this and what do you need? Mm -hmm. you no, know, don't just go and open up and then try to win it. Research. You gotta know, research and if you got to work for them, work for them too. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta you gotta know what you're doing. If you're going into that particular business, some people go in it for the wrong reason. Yeah, we go in it to make money, but in order for it to survive, you have to make sure you're covering all the things that went wrong with other people. Ask those people first. Mm -hmm. and see, hey, what about this? What about this? What about equipment? What I because you can go and price equipment and buy the highest price equipment that, uh, that you can go out and get. But then there's other companies that that you could have bought equipment for that was two or three thousand dollars cheaper and it just as good. So it's that kind of that's the kind of stuff. And that way it, that would save you some money hmm. um, on purchasing your equipment. So like I said, there's a lot of different things that go in that's involved in putting your gym together. And then two, what kind of gym do you want to be? Do you want to be a gym that's just open to the public? Do you just want to be more personalized as people come in and do personal training? Do you want to just have yourself in your personal training studio, or you want a gym big enough to have three, four, ten trainers? Mm. It just depends. Mm. Okay. This, this, and this, this is the piggyback of that question for you, Gail. So, when, when Ray approached you about getting this facility, about buying this business, what, <laughs> what was your initial response? I, I actually knew it was going to be. I really oh, did. I okay. really did. I you were all on board. I was. Oh yeah. I, okay. I knew it was. I knew it was going to be one day. Okay. I mean, it, it brought back what I originally dreamed of, mm -hmm. so to speak, and, um, and not necessarily just being a gym owner. I wanted to be more like he was saying, like with the uh, not say personal training side, but just helping people—a place to go to help people and have a facility where they can come and they don't have to be, you know, stuck in somewhere else, you know. But um, I did. I actually, I knew it would be. And um, 
Don't know how I knew. I just knew. So mm -hmm. when I say this was a blessing for us, it really was. That's why I know there's bigger things to come with um, with Two A Fitness. I, okay. I just I believe that. So picking back off that real quick, last question. So. What things are you all working on right now? You said bigger things to come. Are you all working on some things right now? Yeah, we are. We are. Okay. Uh, we are. <laughs> she's smiling, everybody. You all can't see her. When she smiles, she's like the kid to put her hand to cook it, y'all. If you are a uh, prayer and you believe in uh, miracles and uh, any of those uh, great sources, just keep your fingers crossed. Keep your prayers going up uh, for good blessings. Keep us surrounded by good energy. Keep us exposed to good people. Uh, because, yeah. Uh, because we have to be, we have to be uh, diverse and um, different. We gotta approach things differently because now Montgomery, Alabama, is saturated with with fitness, and with all the fitness we have here, you still got so many hundreds of people that don't even know fitness, yeah. and, and that's sad. And just like you know, I said, people create gyms for the wrong reason. It's like, and again, yep. you know, we know we want to make money, and then you gotta be. Ready. Crunch Fitness, and you have your Planet Fitness, and you have your, yep. uh, the Amps, and you got your Club for Fit. All of them, $10 gyms. They're all about creating a number. You're trying, to get, you're trying to get as many folks as you can. But mm -hmm. do you really care about people? Mm. Or, you know, or you just there to make money? So that's the bottom line. And so my that's thing is that you know, we're, we're doing more, and we say more things that are coming. We're going to, dealing with our foundation and dealing with the gym, we're going to try, definitely try to go out more in the community, not just bring people into the gym, but do our thing outside of the gym. Mm. So have more health fairs, have more things uh, for kids. Educate. Putting in, like the, you know, they started to play 60 for kids because they took exercise out of the schools. So your kids that don't have the opportunity. You say play 60? Play 60 with the NFL star. Okay. That's where they, they're bringing like, a, um, like camps. Mm -hmm. or they, uh, they want kids to exercise at least 60 minutes a day. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it just depends. But um, it, it's horrible because these kids now, I, I, I first saw the, uh, the diabetes rate for children go up years ago. I already saw it because... What you contribute that to? Okay. Lack of exercise. What they eat. You know, snacks. No, they don't eat food. Processed you know, food. Yeah. Parents don't cook. They go to McDonald's, uh, Burger King, you know, getting processed stuff. And so, you know, the stuff that they put in this food now will kill you. These kids are getting diabetes at, you know, 10, years 9 years old. Yeah. That used to be, that used to be yeah. uh, grandma, yeah, the old folks' uh, issues. Yeah. <laughs> grandma got sugar. You know, she mm -hmm. got high blood pressure. That was, the kids got it now. Mm. And that's how we know it. Look at the chicken. Look at the chicken leg in the store. How big? You see a chicken running around? Yeah, pro hormone. Look how big the chicken leg is. Food. You did that. Um, food yeah. and lack of exercise. Yeah, that, yeah. definitely. So it's good. Now you put that on top of uh, lack of exercise, video games, when you're sitting at home snacking, eating. When you look at the typical kid now, he's probably age 9, 10, probably 20, 30 pounds overweight hmm. already. So, definitely. We, we're trying to make those, make those changes. So, you can't come in here, we're going to come to you. There you go. <laughs> All right. Like that. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to end it right there. <laughs> All right. And for uh, 2A Fitness, again, is located right here in Montgomery, Alabama. And your address is? 3705 Eastern Boulevard. We're in the Walmart Shopping Center. So come out and see the hours of hours of operations are? 
4 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday and 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Fridays. We're 8 to, 8 to 4 on Saturdays and 1 to 5 on Sundays. Fantastic. So how can the, the public get in touch with you all on social media? Uh, it's 2A Fitness TV and it's 2A Fitness TV on Instagram also. Yep. Fantastic. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does it here at Getting Started. I want to thank Mr. Ray Atkinson and Ms. Mrs. Gail Atkinson for this official interview here at 2A Fitness. They are icons right here in the industry in Montgomery, Alabama. So I encourage you, if you are throughout the Southeast, throughout the United States, wherever you are and you want to get a good workout in, in a family atmosphere with people who actually care about your health, come out to 2A Fitness right here in Montgomery, Alabama. Thank you, God bless, and take care.